Good morning, Top Down Rivalry followers. Friday morning, we made it through the week. We got a new guest in the house. I'm going to let him introduce himself in a second. He has been in the community. He's been on some of our lives, been in and around. Uh, and we're finally getting around to getting him on a podcast. He's got a lot of passion for his team. So mystery guest, feel free to introduce yourself to the top fan world and tell us who your favorite team is. What to do, top fan world. This is Junior Zamorin of Baseball, Bobbleheads and Brews, live on Instagram. I am a diehard fan of the Oakland baseball team, but a.k.a. that's the Oakland A's, now the Oakland Ballers. Ah, so there's a story behind that. There's a story there behind is. that. Before we get to that, tell us how you became a fan of the A's. So for me, my fandom was etched in heartbreak dating back to 1988. I was born in 85. And at the time, my dad was a Dodger fan. So hey. we're lined up. We're watching game one of the World Series Dodgers versus the Oakland A's. And the A's have the lead. They've been leading the whole entire game. And the notorious Kirk Gibson comes up bottom of the ninth against Dennis Eckersley hits the walk-off home run. The call by Vince Scully was beautiful. My dad throws my mom's uh, purse up to the uh, ceiling, cracks the little stucco. And at that moment, I'm like, my dad's happy, but the team that was working so hard to keep that lead just gave it up. So I'm going to root for them from here on out. And it's just stuck. So Kurt Gibson gave you uh, your Dodger fandom. No, Kirk Gibson gave me my A's fandom. I, I mean, but we don't talk fandom, about we don't talk about Kirk Gibson in this household anymore. Ah, um, you will appreciate this, but I worked for a company years and years and years ago, and it was right about, gosh, right about when when ringtones became a thing, right? And so, my boss said, "Hey, you can have your own individual ringtone." And I was in my little cubicle and I went over to our to our um, technology guy and I said, I can have my any ringtone. Yeah, if you can find it anywhere, YouTube, anywhere, let me know and I'll splice it up and we'll make it your ringtone. So every time my phone rang, it would say in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. And <laughs> the fans cheered and everything like that. The CEO the quickly relented and said, hey, uh, let's not do this anymore, yada, yada, yada. Unfortunately for him, the um, the technology guy forgot the password and couldn't figure out how to change it back to a regular ringtone. So um, it stayed that way for about a year. Actually, even after I left the company, it was like that for about eight months. It was awesome. awesome. Beautiful. And Vince Scully was such a poet <laughs> when it came to baseball. and. Uh... He's truly, truly missed uh, RIP to, to Vin Scully. Yes. So before we get to the Oakland Ballers, let's talk a little bit, because that was announced yesterday on Thursday. So let's let's talk a little bit about your favorite player. Who's, you know, who's your favorite player currently and who's your favorite player of all time? So my favorite player of all time growing up, I wanted to be like Catfish Hunter. Uh, I was a pitcher when I played in Little League. And um, I've always been a big kid. So a lot of the jersey numbers that everybody would want, like the 7s, the 12s, the 15s, they really didn't fit me. So 
everybody convinced me to be okay with taking the number 27. And they're like, you have such a blue collar pitcher that's local in Catfish Hunter. So why don't you study how he pitched and the type of player that he was? And I did that. I deep dove into his stats, into everything about him. And I'm like, I want to meet him. I want to play like him and build a legacy like him. World Series champion in Oakland, World Series champion in the the New York Yankees uh, organization as well, Cy Young. There was so much great things about Catfish Hunter. And then now currently, it's hard to pick a favorite A's player because um, John Fisher, Billy Bean, the the Oakland organization just lets them walk out the door. But um, currently, I would have to say my favorite player would have to be Tony Kemp. But Tony Kemp is now a free agent. So yet again, I'm sitting here without a favorite player. Uh, before that, Yoana Cespedes, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. <clears throat> the story goes on and on. We've been down this road before. This isn't the first. This isn't your first dance with this. I can tell. Very true. So, talk to me about ballparks. Um, what MLB ballparks have you been to? MLB ballparks um, have strictly been West Coast things for me. I've been to every uh, West Coast ballpark except for Petco Park. Um, I've been out to Miller Park. I refuse to call it um, American Financial Field, whatever it's called now. Um, I've been out to Bush Stadium because connection from the Oakland time to St. Louis, uh, Mark McGuire, Tony La Russa. I deep dove into everything about St. Louis and I I love me some Bush stadium. We actually drove past uh, Bush stadium because we're out here in Missouri right now, visiting family. So I love me some uh, St. Louis uh, ball, some St. Louis ballpark and ball. But uh, I would say my favorite ballpark right now is T-Mobile. Just the views from it. You don't have a lot of obstructed views. It's nice. It gets mild. Not super sunny because then you could retract the roof on it. But that is a beautiful ballpark. And it showcased very nicely uh, this past uh, summer for the All-Star game. It did. I have a love-hate with T-Mobile. I got to tell you this, Junior. I was up there in July or August, I can't remember which one, for a family funeral. And it was one of those things where we were invited to obviously go to the funeral, but invited to come up early if we wanted to, to help get stuff prepared, right? And um, so we go up there on on a Thursday, because we're going to help everybody on Friday. They get together on Saturday. Turns out that they didn't need any help. So... The uh, Blue Jays were in town playing the Mariners. So if you ever go to a Blue Jays-Mariners game, it's like a home game for the Blue Jays. But anyways, I go to the stadium. We find out that it's $200 to park. Now, here's why. So we chose to ride the train in. We parked at a place like 10 miles away, five bucks, rode the train in, life's good. What I didn't realize was Taylor Swift was playing the next night at, uh, at where the Seahawks play. So I'm like, oh, man, it it was brutal. So I kind of have one of those, man, T-Mobile was awesome, but just trying to get around because of the Swifties was not awesome. That was not awesome. I I believe it. Um, it, It's a very compact block where they have CenturyLink Field and uh, Safeco Field. 
it's very tough. It's right off the freeway. So very, very difficult to get to, to park, to tailgate. There wasn't much tailgating there for me. We tailgated at Pyramid Brewery right across the street, but they have since shut down. So that's, that's one thing that a lot of these teams need to realize. It's a fan experience that starts the moment that you get through the door and mm-hmm. that includes parking, tailgating, and then the actual ambiance of the game. So the try to wrap that bow for your fans. Yep, exactly. There you go. There you go. All right. So so tell me, if you had, let's say you had the month of June off this year and you had unlimited resources, you can go to five ballparks that you haven't been to before. Where are you going to go? Uh, first up, I would go to PNC Park. Uh, especially now that I live out in Michigan, uh, transplanted from the West Coast. I would go to PNC Ballpark, pay my respects uh, for everything that is Roberto Clemente. That's a huge inspiration in my life. So I want to see the Clemente Bridge, the Clemente statue, and and sit out in the giant left field wall and uh, just soak it all in. So PNC Park, then you have to make your way down into Cleveland. I have friends that are big guardians, Indians, whatever you want to call them, because I don't judge here, um, whatever you want to call them, we'll go to the the progressive field and then we'll check out the Great American Ballpark, Wrigley, and then Comiskey Park, you know, just anything that I can get my hands to before I might not be on this uh, side of the United States. The United States, perfect. Okay, so you mentioned something at the beginning of the podcast. And for those of you listening, this was, if you're an Oakland person, this is a huge thing. It was announced yesterday on Thursday. Um, And so, Junior, walk us through a little bit what happened. So, a lot of people say who has it harder as a fan, especially back in 2023. I want to let everybody know that the Oakland fans of baseball have had a really difficult time. And this is dating back 20 plus years. A lot of people have heard the summer of cell movement. I'm right now, if you can uh, see, I'm wearing the cell t-shirt brought to you by the last dive bar. Um, dish, which is actually sitting in the baseball hall of fame. It was fan funded. The fans of Oakland have had enough of John Fisher and his cheap ways. And the fact that for the last 20 years, he's been trying to take A's baseball away from the city of Oakland. And they announced in 2023 their intentions to move to Las Vegas. And at that point, that's when the summer of sell unite the Bay game, the reverse boycott. It caught on throughout all of baseball. You heard it at the All-Star Game. You heard it at the MLB Draft. Sell the team. Sell the team. And the city of Oakland was at the table wanting to build them the waterfront ballpark known as Howard Terminal, and the Oakland A's walked away. Well, at that point in time, the city of Oakland wanted to recapture baseball for the fans and they announced the Oakland ballers of the uh, pioneer league baseball pioneer professional baseball league. And they are fan funded. This is a team that's being put together by Don Wakamatsu. This is Oakland born and bred. Um, 
They have Aaron Miles coming in to be a third base coach. And this is professional baseball for Oakland, built by Oakland, and that will stay in Oakland. And uh, they wanted to put together a game in their inaugural season that would honor the legacy built at the Coliseum because the Coliseum dates back to 1968. And this might be the final year that there's Oakland professional baseball there because we don't know where the A's are going to play next year um, until they build that stadium in Las Vegas if they build in Las Vegas. If they build. Okay, so... So here's, you know, here's an interesting thing with the A's, um, you know, they're, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Right. And if you're, if you're drafted by the A's, I, you know, and I've said this to a number of people, people that, you know, um, as well. Um, I've said this to a number of people, if I was drafted by the A's or if I was playing for the A's, I'd give everything I got on that field, lace them up because I know I'm playing professional baseball. But guess what? Do the best I can so that when my contract runs out, I can go someplace else. Because right now, that's the way that you're looking at it. Now, the Angels haven't done themselves any favors. So you guys might challenge each other for the rec- the basement record in the American League West. We'll see. Well, you also have to throw in the Royals. Uh, possibly the Chicago White Sox as well, because there's a lot of organizations right now that are trying to take public money to build stadiums to say that they want to be competitive. And they can't be competitive without a shiny brand new ballpark. But we're talking about billionaire owners that can like finance these venues themselves, but they want public funding so that it doesn't impact their pocketbooks. But guess what? If you treat your fan base right, if you treat your players right, that money that you invest into a team will then become 10 times more valuable when your star-studded teams win you a championship. And I draw inspiration from Joe Lacob with the Warriors. I mean, I'm a California guy. The Warriors were the lowliest of low in the NBA. And then they got Lacob and Peter Gruber to come in, pick up that team. And now there is a dynasty of NBA basketball champions out there because the owner said, I'm going to take my money and I'm going to give you the best players. Can you win me a championship? And that's exactly what they did. John Fisher has never done that. His highest contract was $88 million to Eric Chavez. And since then, he hasn't signed anybody over a five-year deal, anything over $50 million. The last person to receive $52 million, I believe, was Chris Davis, um, who was the American League home run champion back-to-back years. And uh, that's all that they're doing. They're trying to bankroll with minimal spent And they say that they have lost money in 2023, but in all actuality, the the value of the franchise has gone up and they pocketed $60 million. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, it's sad. So when I was in Philadelphia, I was in Philadelphia this summer. I met Mike. He goes by mayor of Oakland on Instagram. Do you know Mike? Have you ever met Mike? Okay. So I met Mike, he gave me a cell shirt and literally in the middle of, um, 
in the middle of the sixth inning, we were all chanting up in 301, section 301, sell the A's, sell the A's. And it and the funny thing was, was two nights later, I was in Baltimore and I was walking down concourse and I saw somebody wearing a sell shirt. And I said, is that for the A's? And he says, yeah, you bet. It's They suck. They need to be sold. If the ownership sucks, they need to be sold. They need. And honestly, and I was explaining this to my wife because, you know, baseball seasons are on right now. MLB network, you know, she's always known the A's as a struggling team. I tried to explain to her in the seventies, the A's were dominant in the eighties. The A's were dominant in the early two thousands. The A's were dominant, but they've had this stretch run of about 17 years where they're just not really doing much of anything and the fan base is, is tired of it. But you look at 74, you look at, at 88, 89, 90, three back-to-back-to-back years going to the World Series. That is a difficult task for any team to do, any team whatsoever. It's it's darn near impossible task to do, and yet the A's did it. And you know. The only other team to win three consecutive championships, the Yankees. Right. You can put right. the A's in the same category as the Yankees. We are the third greatest franchise when it comes to World Series championships. We're we're behind the Cardinals who have 12, the Yankees that have 20, 26? 27. 27. Um, so 27, we have 12, and then we have the Oakland um, organization has nine. So yeah. we're, we're top three. And yet we can't build a ballpark. We can't have an owner that wants to relive those glory days. And it's it's all on the way that the team is ran. Where can I get my money for me, not for what the fans need, what the players need? And like I said earlier, if you invest into that, the people will come and buy. Look at what the ballers did <laughs> once they announced they sold out their merchandise hat. My baller hat is on the way because I was in on the second release. They sold out T-shirts. This is a team that is going to be funded by the people that want Oakland baseball. And it's going to be the highest attended games out there in Pioneer Baseball League history. The city of Oakland is going to show up and show out. Show out. You heard of the summer of sell. This is going to be the, the season of boycott. So SOS the first time. Now you really made us mad. And it's going to be SOB and technically John Fisher, Dave Cavill, the front office. You guys are going to be SOL because you will have to sell the team because You've fumbled the bag multiple years. I mean, it's been 20 years of this same story that you guys are spinning. Your time's coming up, and the fans of Oakland deserve a baseball team, and we have it with the ballers, but don't count out the Oakland A's staying put and having a beautiful stadium in the city of Oakland. Well, you know, I know plenty of people that are excited about the Vegas move. I know plenty of people that are are thinking that the A's need to stay put. I know personally, if it was my team moving, I would be devastated. So I get your feeling. I understand. I understand the emotion. Um, what people, what pe- some people don't realize, and you realize this, Junior, baseball is something that you and I do for three hours every day or every couple of days to get away from 
the stresses of our regular life, right? And when our team, we all get excited. I, I had a podcast that dropped um, yesterday morning on Thursday morning with two uh, White Sox fans. And we talked about getting excited for opening day and then giving up 16 runs to the Giants. And I, you know, you got to laugh about stuff like that because if you don't, you'd cry. Right. And it's, it's tough, but you, you know, you do it. And so I get it. I get it. Um, okay. So final thought here, 2024, see, 2024 year is here. Pitchers, catchers report in less than 40 days. You have opening day less than 90 days away. You have opening day. I think it's around the 85 markish or so. Um, is there any positive that you're looking at in the A's for the A's for 2024, or is it more of just kind of the same? We're just going to deal with it and it's going to come as it is. Um, I want to be positive for the players out there that really don't have their handcuffed. They're there chasing their dream. We're going to support them chasing their dreams. We still cheer on the players that suit up with Kelly Green, Fort Knox Gold, and Weddingham White. Um, we're still going to be cheering for them. But more than anything, the 2024 season for me, I look forward to fans taking back the fandom of their team, holding billionaire owners accountable. But for me personally, and I will talk personally, I look forward to going out to the all-star game with our good friends at baseball barbecue. Those are the big things that I'm looking forward to 2024. And can we see another team get crossed off the list of first time world series champions? Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Yep. Yep. Um, on, you know, I, so we're going to go to Oak this year. Um, uh, you know, we went to a Dodger uh, Giants game at the end of last season. We flew into Oakland. We took the BART. We passed by the Coliseum, obviously. You know where I'm talking about. And my wife looks at that place. She goes, what's that? And I said, well, that's the Oakland Coliseum. And she goes, what's there? And I said, the A's. And she says, what? That's And I said, well, it's an old ballpark. 1968. It was beautiful back then. And, and she's like, oh, okay. Um, and then when she heard that they were moving, we're going to try to get up to one of the preseason A's Giants games um, because she wants to be able to experience a ballpark, you know, in Oakland. I've been to the ballpark in Oakland. Um, it's much better football field than it is baseball field. It needs to be redone. I, I would love Oakland to stay put. I just don't see now with all these contracts signed and everything like that. I just don't see it happening, but I, I, it's bad for baseball when teams move. Listen, you want to put a team in Oakland? Fine. I mean, uh, in Las Vegas, fine. Expansion team. Okay. But keep your teams where they're at because you have diehard fans and you're going to see people literally boycott this season. It wouldn't surprise me if they have less than a thousand people at games. And that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Definitely. And uh, for, for everybody watching, um, if you ever go to the Coliseum, think of the great Bill King, uh, Roy Steele, the voice of God, Dick Callahan. It is a cathedral of the game. So much rich, rich history. Ricky Henderson, Dennis Eckersley, Reggie Jackson, uh, the, the, the 2012 team that won the division on the last day of the season. There's so much great history there. Ricky Henderson Field. 
and just soak it all in because it could be gone. Enjoy the moments and enjoy the upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Junior, thank you so much for joining us um, today. I love your knowledge. I'm going to, I'm going to get a couple more podcasts with you on them. Um, you know, we're getting groups of people together for their teams. We have different things. We have a predictions podcast that we do where we usually have 20 people on it and it's, you know, which it, so trust me, now that you're in the community, you will definitely be getting more invites. I appreciate you spending some time Friday morning with us. Um, we will tag you this morning and make sure that everybody knows who you are so they can follow you. Um, I love what you do with bobbleheads, and I look forward to, to having some more conversations with you in the future. Definitely. And thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm truly honored to be a, bar, a part of this beautiful community. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you too.